Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and each week I have a chance to go on to 600 AM KGEZ with Anthony Knockreiner and his show, The Knock on Sports. This week, we're going to be talking about that 30-16 to loss to the Ravens, the Seahawks' second loss of the season, and looking forward to the upcoming matchup with the Atlanta Falcons. We also make our Week 8 picks. And before we get to that, let's take a quick look at the Seahawks' injury report. On Wednesday, one surprising name that jumps out, Russell Wilson, listed as a full participant in practice, but listed with a knee injury. That's the first time Russell Wilson has shown up on the injury report this year. DJ Fluker back to full participation in practice, so we'll see if he is back at right guard for this game against the Falcons. George Fant back on the injury report. He has a shoulder injury now. Trey Flowers also showing up with a neck injury. Both Fant and Flowers limited participants in practice. Ziggy Anza also a limited participant. Quandre Diggs, the Seahawks' new acquisition at safety. He is listed with a hamstring injury, which has kept him out from a couple games so far this year. Might have something to do with his dip in performance overall this season as well. So something to watch there. Lano Hill with his elbow injury. Quentin Jefferson with an oblique. And Bradley McDougal, his back. All three of those players held out of practice due to their injuries. And we'll see how that status changes throughout the week. But let's go ahead and get to my chat with Anthony Knockreiner of The Knock on Sports. Brandon, how you doing, bud? Doing all right. I was say, a tough loss yeah, Sunday. It's a tough loss. It's good Another football home team, loss. Yeah. Why do we true. keep losing in the rain, though? I mean, this is Seattle. Come on. You would think you guys would be used to it. But, I mean, at the same time, you have lost to two good football teams. I mean, the Saints and the Ravens, those are two good football teams right now. They are. And it uh, at the time, it didn't seem like the Saints were going to be a really great football team. But they've gone on a run. Teddy Bridgewater's <laughs> played well. What is he, 4-0? Yeah, yeah, I don't think they've lost a game. I don't think they've lost a game with him. And Drew Brees is trying to come back before the bye week. I'm like, hey, Drew, hey, just go sit easy. down. Teddy's got this covered. Exactly. <laughs> Teddy's got it covered. Uh, first off, let's just start with, with this, Brandon. Obviously, the biggest thing that really hurt in that game, a close game all the way through, but the offense did what it has not done all season long, and it gave 14 points to the other team. Yeah, turned the ball over twice. Uh, Russell Wilson with the pick six. It stinks that his first interception <laughs> yeah. of the season goes for a pick six. but. You know, I think you you chalk that up to a guy that you know they've they've seen each other a couple times here with Marcus Peters playing for the Rams, and I think he probably the Rams were just here a few weeks back, so I'm guessing he was recognizing routes and and seeing what the Seahawks were doing. Russell just didn't put quite enough zip on the ball, and he's able to you know, make a beeline to to the spot where he knows it's going and uh, and gets the house call. And then DK unfortunate fumble there. Yeah, just changing hands with yep. the football, and with the wet weather, it slips out. And they're able to pick it up and return it, and that was the difference in the game, yeah. right? The 14 points. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you guys were pretty much trading field goals at that point. The defense did a pretty good job, even though they had a really long day trying to track down Lamar Jackson, because where I felt like this game really started, it felt like it started to slip away, aside from the turnovers, yeah. was that drive where you guys had Baltimore pinned deep, uh, in their own end, and then Lamar was able to rip off a couple big runs to put them in scoring position once again. Yeah, it, really the turning point for me too. go back to when they decide on fourth and three to kick a field goal. Sounded like Pete Carroll would have maybe punted had they not uh, gone for the field goal attempt. But a 53 yarder in the rain and fourth and three. I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, go for it in that situation. If they would have punted them down to the the defense have been playing well up yeah. to that point. 
you know, pin them down maybe and make them drive the length of the field. Instead, they get a short field, they get the touchdown, and now the Seahawks are trying to climb back in it. And they they were able, they, they really weren't able to get anything going in the second half. So that was kind of where it turned in Baltimore's favor. And from there, they were able to really just uh, they had an idea what the Seahawks were doing and they said, hey, this is what we're going to show you on defense and you can try and beat us man to man and uh, down deep and go ahead and try. And the Seahawks weren't able to do it. No, and the other thing that uh, really stood out to me in, in this football game, too, was Russell Wilson was under a lot of duress. Missing Dwayne Brown right now is hurting. Yeah, he he's hurting. Uh, it'd be nice to have DJ Fluker back, too. I, I know it's it's nice to know that the depth is there, that they can come in and handle uh, just filling in behind some of those starters. But uh, those guys are starters for a reason, and I, I don't know if that's going to necessarily help with the pressure and and they have a some good pass rushers coming up in this Atlanta game. I wasn't. Ooh. They didn't. Well, they have uh, uh, Grady Jarrett up the middle. Okay, and then you know Vic Beasley's okay. Vic Beasley's on the trade market for maybe a fifth <laughs> rounder, maybe I, fifth rounder. I I might take that trade as a Seahawks <laughs> fan. Fair enough. But offensive line wise, you know, I know we've talked about it many times in the past. Though it, this one game. The Ravens' defense is really good. They are really tough. They did. Really I don't know if hate. the Ravens' defense is good, though. Are they? They yeah. were okay. I know they 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 have a nice secondary. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, the other part I want to talk to you about as well is obviously you guys made some news yesterday. Defensive secondary kind of been an issue. You guys make the trade for Quandre Diggs from the Detroit Lions. It seems to be some doubt with Tedrick Thompson. It sounded like Marquise Blair might be taking the job, but. What do you think about this trade? I'll take a backfield of after seeing what Tedrick Thompson did, giving up another 50 yard pass down the field. I think it was the Saints game where he gave up another big, pla- uh, big pass down the field. And uh, it was either the Saints or the Baltimore. It was one of those first two home games. So uh, he's given up the big play. Pete Carroll does not like giving up those big type of plays. And so for Tedrick now to do that, yes, he has the two interceptions and, the, and that goes on the good side for Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. But giving up these deep plays, too, I think. I think they'll be happy with Marquise Blair and Quandre Diggs as the two safeties. And then, you know, also you have Bradley McDougal, but he's kind of working through some back issues right now. Leno Hill elbow problem. Sounds like he's going to be out a while. Um, I, yeah, I would expect those to be your two starters coming up here soon. And then what did you think about uh, return for Earl Thomas? I know I said Eric Thomas last week on the tweet, but <laughs> that's right. Earl Thomas. No, it was on Twitter. You, yeah, you typed it out as, as Eric, but uh, it was fine. You know, it was I, I think a lot of people are trying to make a big deal about Pete Carroll and him not shaking hands at the end of the game. And they had kind of the overhead shot where they were kind of in the same vicinity and walked near each other, but didn't acknowledge one another. And uh, it's, it's fine. He, at least he didn't get a pick. He didn't get a sack. He had the moment, I think, where uh, he could have hit uh, uh, Russell Wilson as he was going for a run, but Russell slid down in front of him, and uh, it didn't sound like Russell wanted to really take him on at all. Chris Carson and him had a couple of interesting meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> in that guys, first quarter. Those guys met up a couple times. Yeah. yeah it, I think, I mean, I miss Earl. I, I, I liked Earl Thomas. I would have been probably one of the guys that would have worn an Earl Thomas jersey to that game just because of what he meant for the Seahawks team and to recognize that. Well, there's no and, question that you guys are missing him right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, that, and, and it was magnified in that game with Tedrick Thompson giving up a big play down the field and Earl Thomas on the other side. And Russell Wilson really did not go over the middle at all in this game. And Earl Thomas being on the other side of the football might have had a, a little bit to do with that. 
Just a little bit. Good thing he's at least in another conference. He's not in the yeah, NFC anymore. Yeah, we don't have to see him again. That's fine. Not unless it's a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, right now, we are joined with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. We'll talk about their next game against the Atlanta Falcons next year on the Knockout Sports. Brandon Schultz joins us here in studio from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast as the Seahawks get ready to travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are 1-6, and six, and I wish I could bring the tape on this, Brandon, but I really thought the Atlanta Falcons would be a playoff team, maybe even a dark horse for the Super Bowl. That's what I said. Uh, clearly, they are not, yeah. and uh, I don't know. Dan Quinn may not uh, He may not have a job next year, <laughs> at least too with bad. the Falcons. I, what, the one thing that does bother me, though, is every week after a Falcons loss where the media is like, oh, are they going to fire Dan Quinn? And they're asking the owner, you know, do you still have confidence in him? It's one he, just a week ago. He was saying, yeah, I still have confidence in him. I'm not going to fire him. Oh, you have another loss. All right, how about now? Do you still have the confidence? Why are we so hur- in, in so much of a hurry to try and fire Dan Quinn before the end of the season? He exactly. can still finish out the end of the season and, and then get fired. Or, you know, maybe the coach wants to stick around. Maybe he thinks he had one bad year and, and, and really likes Dan Quinn. I mean, it, it's tough because, like I said, the Falcons. I mean, he, he, I, don't, I don't get this football team because they've got a lot of offensive weapons. Yeah, I mean, I, they know they've got some injuries along the offensive line where they drafted some guys and they're not available at the moment. So that's making the balance of this offense really tough. But you know, Matt Ryan's on pace for five thousand yards. He's looking really good, but they're just not scoring touchdowns right now. Yeah, well, and really, the defense is allowing so many points. They're yeah thirty first in the league in giving up points, and and you kind of need to limit the other team from scoring points to win games. That's kind of one of those key keys to victory. It, it, really? <laughs> I, really? I'm so I've heard. I, I mean, I'm it, not I'm I, not really into the analytics part of the game, but I feel like scoring more points is better than less. Points. I thought this was like golf. The less <laughs> points you score, the more you want. Well, if that's how Atlanta's uh, <laughs> playing this so far, that could explain the record. <laughs> um, aside from that, I mean, as you talked about earlier, obviously, the secondary, Tedrick Thompson, those issues. You really don't want to have these issues against Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons right now because they that receiving core, even though they just traded Muhammad Sanu to the New England Patriots, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, it's still a pretty tough matchup. Yeah, and Sanu is probably the number four pass catcher on the team if you if you look at their tight end who's leading the yeah. team in in Hooper. yards right now. Yeah, Hooper. And so you got Julio, you got Hooper. Yeah, they have a good group of receivers and and they have some nice guys running the football too. So their offense, you do. There is some concern there that their running game, though, they just haven't been. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily have been able to to be within their offense because they're playing from behind so much. And so part of the reason why they, you know, they're among the top five, I think, in, in throwing downfield, but kind of among the leagues worse in in running the football in terms of the, the number of yards they have. But um, yeah, the, it does concern you because this is a team that can put up points. But I do like how Shaquille Griffin's playing. And if they're if he's matching up with Julio Jones, uh, it depends on how they decide to move him around the field. I'm sure they're going to try and target him more on Trey Flowers than than Shaquille. Well, the other question is going to be is which quarterback you're going to see? Because obviously Matt Ryan went out with injury, yeah. didn't practice today, didn't look like he'd be back this week because he was in a walking boot by the end of that game. Uh, but so far, I don't think he's been ruled out. But so far, it's either Matt Schaub or Matt Ryan. One of the Matts. And, One of the Matts. And, and you talk about... Talk about going back in the day, Matt Schaub. <laughs> Matt Schaub. Yeah, well, uh, you know, they also have Matt Bryant, who is uh, getting up there, too. <laughs> you know, the funny part about Matt Bryant is, is Tampa Bay hasn't been the same since we cut him. We, oh. we, you know, our field goal troubles have begun there. That, the curse of, of Matt Bryant. Pretty much, Tampa because hands are he, suffering. He, he kicked a 62-yard field goal for us to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in 2005. 
And now we have, we have, we have kickers, you know, we, we go through every couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I, in terms of the quarterback, I think it's probably a coin flip as to which one you're going to see. And I think, you know, a healthy Matt Schaub versus a, a, an unhealthy ish Matt Ryan, you know, Matt Ryan couldn't move to begin with. Now he really can't. Move. <laughs> That's part of the thing. I mean, do you do, do you really worry that much if he's immobile inside the pocket? He really <laughs> doesn't move around anyway. Biggest thing you're watching for biggest key that you're watching for this Sunday. I think it's it's whether or not the Seahawks can run the ball effectively on this Falcons defense, and that's that's going to be the key. If they can get back to that and run it, even if the Falcons are trying to stop it, okay. and and that was one thing that I felt like Baltimore did a good job of stopping Seattle at is is really limiting the Seahawks from the run in the second half. Right now, we are with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawks and Field Goals podcast. We'll make our NFL picks next. Right, time to make our NFL picks. I actually did pretty well. I went 10-4 last week. I beat Brandon, who went 7-7. Seven seven. First time in like three or four weeks. It can happen sometimes. It, it Sometimes sometimes a guy can have a bad week. Uh, sometimes a blind squirrel <laughs> can find a nut. Uh, let's start with this. Thursday Night Football, Washington Redskins at the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think this is really any choice. In this I'm going to take Minnesota, but you know, Kirk, what Cousins, a shocker. Kirk Cousins under the lights. You never know. Well, I mean... <laughs> Except it's- Except if they lose Washington. to Washington, I think we can just say Green Bay is going to win the North. Uh, obviously, Seahawks, Falcons. I did have the Seahawks down as winning this game. I figured you would. Um, <laughs> the Battle of the Horses, Colts, Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to go Colts. They're, they're a fascinating team to me that they're winning as, as much as they are with Jacoby Brissett. I'm, I'm going to take the Colts as well here. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to realize they're going to be in uh, fire sale mode here. Already trading away Emmanuel Sanders. Um, to the 49ers. Thanks a lot, Broncos. Yeah, right. Now, hey, now do us a solid and trade us Von Miller and <laughs> we'll be even. Do you think Von Miller really is on the block, though? Do you think Denver would really part ways with him? Well, for the price, for the right price, I bet they would. Yeah, but you guys, the first round pick, that's almost like a second round pick. <laughs> it's true, but maybe we could throw in a fourth. All right. Uh, so Titans and Buccaneers. I think one of the reasons why I did so well last week is I didn't take my team. Yeah, because yeah, they had a buy. Yeah, exactly. I won that week. <laughs> I'm going to um, take the Titans because I, I know you're going to take the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks here, obviously. Uh, Cardinals at Saints, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time picking up picking against the Saints, but I think I think this Cardinals team could put up a fight against against New Orleans. You're not picking them to win. I'm not picking them to win. Okay, you're but picking it, them to fight. Okay, I, I do think it'll be a fight. Bengals at Rams. Going to take the Rams. Come on, Bengals. <laughs> you can do it, though. Come on. Eagles at Bills. I'm going to take the Eagles. I don't necessarily like it, but I think this is going to be a close game. And I also feel like the Eagles are kind of getting to that desperation mode. To, they need to challenge for the division. And that loss to the Cowboys. Holy smokes. I know, right? I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Bills at home. I like the way Josh Allen's playing right now. That defense is still pretty tough. Uh, Chargers at Bears. Two teams I thought when we get to this game would be a much better game and in much better spots. But Trubisky, we don't know if he's the answer. And the Chargers, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I can't pick the Chargers at this point. I can't pick the Bears. They can't move the ball. <laughs> who, who, which offense do you trust in this one? Yeah, this is one of those games where, gosh, throw throw these two teams together. Throw the Falcons in with this group. Throw the Bucks in there. Okay, if you want to. <laughs> They're in the trash heap, if you like. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really know what to do with the Bears or the Chargers at this point. I'm picking the Bears because they're at home. You take the Bears at home? All right. Well, they lost us to the Saints last week at home. I know, and I also picked them against the Saints. <laughs> I've I picked the Chargers before, and it has burned me. Yeah, me too. I think it's burned everybody this year. <laughs> <laughs> True. But I feel like it's burned me more times than not here. Try picking the Chargers to win this year. Go ahead. Just try. I'm going to take the Chargers here to beat the Bears, so I'm going to challenge you on that one. Giants at Lions. I will take the Lions, but it would not shock me with Quandre Diggs being a team captain of the Lions. The, those His teammates on the defense are not happy about that trade to the Seahawks. Well, I'm surprised that Detroit made that trade. I, I do, especially for a fifth-round pick. Right. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Lions on this one, too. Uh, but I, I think this will be a close game. But the, the Lions need to get back on track. This is a good football team. They just need to get back on track. They've lost some close ones here. Uh, Jets at Jaguars. I will take the Jags. Sure you're not seeing any ghosts there? Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the Jags as well. Jag ghosts, you seen them? I, I hope that that doesn't remove the, the sideline microphone. Oh, uh, you know it is? I, and, well, at least it's going to remove it for ESPN because NFL Films, I don't think they would have aired that. I don't. I think the NFL Films is like, okay, yeah, the, they're not going to like that. That's fine. People, that's what we want to see. I know it's the real stuff. I mean, it's and come it, on. He th- how many picks did he throw? I, I was about to say the micro mic'd up stuff is, is actually just getting more and more boring because if you look at it, it's like, ooh, let's go. That's it. Right. That's a really about it on the mic'd up stuff. Um, it's almost like we have to have the unedited version. Like HBO's got to have the mic'd up there programming. Um, Panthers at 49ers. This is my upset pick of the week. I'm going to take the Panthers. You take the Panthers. It's time for the 49ers to take their first L. You know, you got Luke Keekley on defense. Kyle Allen's playing pretty well. The Panthers are undefeated on the road so far. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kyle Allen's still starting at quarterback, right? He is, but I, I'm telling you, this is. I, this I is would, the first tough team. I think the four. I think this is the first tough team for the 49ers. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So Let's see what they're made of. I am going to take the 49ers, though. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to take the 49ers here just because simply they're at home. Carolina's going to make that long West Coast trip. I'm just not sure if Carolina's going to be up to the task. Raiders at Texans. Another Texans are a mystery good team. Uh, yeah, and the Raiders are kind of a mystery bad team. Well, they, you know, the funny part is, is like you know, a lot of people were talking about the Raiders playing well until they got into Lambeau. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the Packers have a good team, so I... This could be close, but I, I'm going to take the Texans. All right. I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. I'm going to take the upset for the mm-hmm. Raiders. Uh, Browns at Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we both know where we're going here. Yeah. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. Listen, I like Baker Mayfield a lot, but I don't think that's going to change at all. This game was going to line up to be a really good one. I don't know. If pa- I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to play. It still could be a good one, but Packers at Kansas City. Yeah, we kind of get to see if the Kansas City offense is more of a system-style offense. I like Matt Moore as quarterback for KC, but I see the Chiefs going 1-3 at home now. And who would have thought? losing, huh? Yeah, I, I see the Chiefs losing to the Packers. I'm going to kind of agree with you here. It's tough to bet against Aaron Rodgers right now, the way uh, the way things are going. They're playing well. Granted, this is the first time I think Green Bay's been on the road in quite some time, oh, at least in four weeks. And in that environment. Exactly. Uh, I don't know how Miami got put on Monday Night Football. I really have no idea. Pittsburgh, m- much less either. Uh, but <laughs> Battle of the Cellar uh, right now here. Uh, uh-huh. Dolphins, Steelers. I took the Steelers, but I, I saw the point spread on this as 14 and a half for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. 
Don't you? Don't you think it's going to be closer than two touchdowns? I mean, I say eleven points. I mean, you know, it, it's tough. Hodges has played well. They still have James Conner. They still have Juju Smith-Schuster. Miami's just not a very good offensive football team. Yeah. You just don't know who's going to play. I mean, is I could see it being close. I could see it being close. Huh? Is Hodges starting this week? I think he is. Okay. I think. He'll be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Rudolph and the concussion protocol, you just never know. Yeah, I thought he was coming back this week. He might be. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Either way, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. <laughs> I think they beat the, beat the Dolphins. Whether it's by 14 and a half points, I don't know. I mean, I was going to listen. Game one of the World Series, they had through five innings. Uh, the over-under, three runs. I took the under on that, and I was clearly wrong. And I was clearly wrong again because they've already scored four runs through five innings. So. I'm just not going to hurt myself trying to pick the Dolphins' one win of the season. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going to go out of my way on that one either. Do you think the Dolphins could go 0-16? I mean, they could. They, they probably will. their best okay. shot was beating Washington. I was but. about to say, I think the best shot was there, but either way. Uh, those are our NFL picks. Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episode of the podcast, how can they do it? Yeah, check out field, the Field Goals podcast. You can go to SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts. Uh, we have a show where we break down the whole uh, Quandre Diggs trade with one of the, the uh, Pride of Detroit guys from SB Nation. So Ooh. check that out. Yeah, he's, he's kind of broken up about it. But I, I bet. I bet. Great <laughs> and a uh, new episode of Seahawkers podcast coming soon. Seahawkerspodcast.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Brandon, always appreciate the time. Always enjoy making picks with you and talking Seahawks football. Have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Anthony.